My name is Keith Schertz, and this is CougarCast. How you doing? Good. So here's the deal. Today, March Madness was supposed to start. It's the best sports day of the year. And, of course, it's not happening this year. And I just wanted to take a second to talk about this season of BYU basketball as one of the more bizarre slash memorable seasons that the Cougars will ever have as it relates to the history of its team. And what it does is for somebody like me who studies the history of BYU basketball reads, try to rewatch and 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 kind of know <laughs> all the major players, all the major storylines of all the seasons and, and sort of the games that go with with that history. I, I just want to put forward a little theory that I have as it relates to the 2019-2020 BYU basketball team. The theater of the mind is often much kinder and less cruel than the reality of theater. I believe now, when you look at what people are saying on Twitter, through the conversations that I've had with people, um, it is clear that most people are going to say, well, that was a Sweet 16 team, And who knows where they would have gone after that. Now, most of the bracketology out there had the Cougars as a six seed going into the tournament. Cougars were an unbelievably efficient basketball team this year. They were third nationally in points per possession. Obviously, you know that they were an excellent three-point shooting team. And then beyond that, just from watching Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, and TJ Haas, you had obviously a lot of senior leadership. And TJ Haas really felt like maybe he was going to be, you know, in March, it's sort of about guards when it comes to the NCAA tournament. It's always about what guard shows up and really has a great tournament because. You know, it's about the defense ratchets up and whoever has the ball in their hands has a chance to kind of make things happen. And if they can do it, you know, that's like when you when you go through the history of the March Madness tournament. Right. You think about it and you think about Edwards from Purdue last year having his massive. You have the Kemba Walker year. You have a guy like Jimmer um, pulling off a couple games in, in general. It tends to be about guards instead of big men. And so, you know, I I really think it would have been interesting to see what T.J. Haas was able to kind of cook up uh, as a playmaker, uh, kind of giving full reign and being really comfortable in the system. But the fact that the tournament was canceled and that it will never be played out leaves everything to speculation. It leaves it to the imagination. It leaves it to the theater of the mind. Uh, 
And in many, many ways, I believe that will actually more positively influence the legacy of these players than what would have happened or than perhaps what would have happened had they been allowed to just play it out. Now, of course, that take could be wrong in a very simple way. Um, they could have gone to the Sweet 16. They could have made it to the Elite Eight, potentially. And if they would have actually done that and and got to the second weekend of games and been able to win a couple games at the tournament, I, I, I do think that obviously that would be even bigger for their legacy. And I'm sure that they'd rather have had the opportunity to play it out. But here we are. We're left to speculate. And also, you feel heartbroken for these guys like Celius and Nixon and all of them. I mean, the whole team. Gavin Baxter. I mean, what's going to happen with Gavin? Does he lose that year of eligibility? I mean, he came back because this was the all-in year, right? This was the year that maybe, <clears throat> you know, with the, all that senior senior leadership and talent, maybe they had a chance to, to do something great here. But, you know... You take a look at <laughs> you take a look at everything that that goes on with them, and in a lot of ways, you know, sometimes they say this about artists, right? If you're a struggling painter, the best thing you can do is die, <laughs> right? Um, the being a member of the Forever Twenty Seven um, Club makes you a legend. Um, that per- perhaps you know the legend of Kurt Cobain is greater because he passed away and it's this like cruel thing that we do as humans as we remember the what could have been and because we are so fond of the theater of the mind and and we we imagine the greatness that would have happened had the opportunity presented itself we tend to believe in in that and of course the reality for this team uh, could have been that they were about to play their second game in like 24 days. And, you know, the other game that they played, they only scored 50 points in and lost to St. Mary. So, like, they were going to be cold and rusty. And, you know, it, it, there was a real chance there. And also, if they were in that 5-12, that 6-11, like the upset, you know, those are those are upset games. So... <clears throat> you know, it changes their legacy significantly if they get upset by a le- an 11 seed, for instance, right? If they go and they, they lose that first round game, it's like that changes things pretty great in that direction too. And it's what I'm saying is, is, is like the likelihood as a six seed, um, obviously as a six seed, you know, there's, in the Sweet 16, only four people in your region get that far. So you're assuming you're getting there, you know, over over the three seed that you're going to have to play in, in the round of 32, potentially, right? So I, I, I just want to, you know, I, I just am thinking about it. And, of course, the odds of getting to that second weekend are always long, especially for a team like BYU. And this team did feel a little different. They did seem to have that edge of competitiveness, like it mattered. And they seem to have, 
you know, it, they weren't, it, it seemed like they wouldn't just have the happy to be there syndrome. I think they would have, I think they would have, you know, been disappointed, um, to, to lose that first round game. So, so, and of course I think every team is, but, but you, you understand what I'm saying is, is that the expectations were there and I think they expected it of themselves. It wasn't a, let's get on the floor and see what happens sort of scenario. It was, if we handle our business, we can go make some noise. So I think my point is, 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 you know, we've, we've only made it to the sweet 16 if we've had the national player of the year on the team and upsets happen. Not really to BYU, um, because we're very rarely a high-seeded team, and I covered that in the last podcast. But, you know, one of the things that I think is really interesting is is when you think about how the Cougars finally get a high seed, you know, the one time that they've blown a high seed was actually before Danny Ainge's senior year, before they went to the Elite Eight. The year before, they were a three-seed and they played their opening round game uh, against the Clemson Tigers in Weber. Uh, they played at Weber State, and they lost that game. And uh, it's a heartbreaking game, actually, if you take a look at it. But <clears throat> and, and hence, nobody really re- remembers. If you ask Danny Ainge, I've heard him speak on this. Um, if you ask him what was his best basketball team that he was on, it wasn't the 80-81 Cougars, it was the 79-80 Cougars. They got upset by Clemson. And by the way, they were a three seed going into that tournament. They just, they lost in the first round. And of course, back then it wasn't 64 teams. It it was a, a loss to a six-seeded Clemson Tiger team. The, the, the heartbreaker is that it was a home game. It was played, it was played at the D event center. So anyway, So this is the Kurt Cobain team, the Janis Joplin team, the Jimi Hendrix team, the Buddy Holly team, um, the Forever 27 team, which, of course, you know, TJ Haas looks like, you know, maybe he is 27. <laughs> so the, the, the overall, I, I just I guess that my thought on all this is that um it really stinks. Really stinks that we're not playing basketball today. Um, and ultimately, the odds are probably, it's probably the case that uh, Jake Toulson, and not that even, you know, their legacies were in question, but, you know, they, they didn't get a chance to play this time. But, you know, um, you, you got Yoli with where he is, the top rebounder of all time. Uh, the sixth place scorer of all time. You've got a top 10 scorer in, in TJ Hawes, uh, Yoli's second all time in double doubles to, to Chosich. Like, I mean, their legacies were pretty, pretty intact in terms of, you know, the, we're looking at a pair of players that are easily top 50 players. Um, and in Yoli's case, you know, top 15. Um, but, but I think that when you, when you take a look at, what would have really elevated that even further and pushed it even further is to see them, you know, get a chance to make a run. And now we have no choice, but to kind of seed that they were really good ball players and you had pundits, national pundits saying that they could make a run and that they were maybe an underdog to make a run all the way to Atlanta. 
yours truly actually started looking up flights <laughs> and tickets to Atlanta. I've always joked with my wife, it doesn't matter what our financial scenario is, whatever, whatever's going on, if the Cougars are in the final four, I'm there. I'm there, period. And she agreed to it, and that was the moment that I knew this was who I was going to marry. <laughs> okay, obviously that's bull. But the, the the point though is is that it's really interesting because you know people have just kind of sharpied them into the Sweet Sixteen historically now and said this was a Sweet Sixteen team. And the thing is, is I take a look at it and I think it's like, was this team as good as the Jimmer Fredette team? Well, they were uh, Jimmer's team was ended up as a three seed. And, you know, they had the national player of the year. Like if you had if you had the 2010-2011 BYU Cougars and you put them up against this season's team, right? I don't you like Jimmer's team a little better? Right. What about that 80-81 team with Danny Ainge? Like pretty solid Freddie Roberts under the basket. Uh, obviously, you had lots of other uh, talented players on that team. Craig was a, a very good point guard. Uh, see, this is why the year, the season before, by the way, I mean, they had Devin Durant. He left to, to go serve a mission. By the way, that's also another kind of secret what if of uh, the BYU basketball program is is what if Tyler Hawes right if missions weren't a thing <laughs> of course I'm glad they are but Tyler Hawes could have been a sophomore playing on the Jimmer Fredette team now you have Jimmer and you have Tyler Hawes and you have Collinsworth and you have Emery and you have but just adding Tyler Hawes to that crew ooh, I mean we already we already feel like you know the Brandon Davies suspension was maybe the difference maker on that that group but now imagine that there was, you know, two really solid scores. Right? I mean, Noah Hartsock hadn't fully rounded out yet. He was only sophomore. And, you know, Brandon Davies was like a 12 points and six rebound guy. <clears throat> and, you know, Jackson Emery was a good defender and Charles Abuo was a good defender. And young Kyle Collinsworth was, was effective. Um, and when he played... But you know Logan Ma- Ma- Logan Magnuson was seeing lots of like meaningful mi- minutes and stuff, and he was fine. But um, yeah, just uh, anyway, the point is, is if if they would have had Tyler Hawes, a guy that averaged over twenty points a game, along with Jimmer, and I know there were, is there enough shots on the floor, but my, my point is, is is Jimmer would have taken the most of the shots, but he would have deferred some of those shots that were put up by Steven Rogers or whatever <laughs> instead of Steve, just, yeah, think about it that way. Instead of Steven Rogers, it could have been Tyler Hawes. That, that would have been amazing. Amazing. Which also talks about kind of the shame of that, that, that previous seasons team uh, that had Lee Kamard and they had Tyler Hawes and, uh, and of course they had Jimmer. And of course the unsung hero of that first round game, if you remember was Michael Lloyd jr. Uh, I think he had 30 points, and they had that big overtime victory to finally win in the first round after the huge, huge, huge drought. So 
you know, you take a look at it and you go, okay, well, all right. So are we sure this is a Sweet 16 team? Like, to me, maybe it was a round of third. Like, I feel more comfortable being like this season's team was a round of 32 team. Uh, they're on par with the Jeff Chapman and, um, of course it should be the Michael Smith and Jeff Chapman teams that had, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of talent on their, on their squad, uh, that, that feels a little closer. And even then, you know, I, I sit there and I go like, well, Yoli was great, but man, I don't think he's Mike Smith, you know? Yeah. Um so anyway, so it's a, it's just a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because you can't we're never going to know. We're never really going to know. But their legacy will be inflated because of this. And I'm just uh but you know they deserve it cuz it sucks that they didn't get a chance to play. <laughs> so I I I mean Ultimately, it's it's just how it all crumbled out, and that's the way it all looks. But it becomes a real difficult thing when you start trying to balance and 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 look at and kind of rank and say, well, where do these teams fit in? Where do you slot it and stuff? And it's like, like the twenty nineteen twenty twenty Cougars get a big incomplete, right? And it's one of those things for, you know, you're going to have kids forever saying, well, yeah, well, if, if it weren't for the coronavirus, they would have. <laughs> I mean, it's that that one's going to go on and on. And it's the new, you know, well, if it wasn't for Brandon Davies, right? If it wasn't for the coronavirus, terrible association for my man, Brandon Davies. Sorry about that one, Brandon. <laughs> All right, so look, I just wanted to to this what I've been thinking about. They were the the, the, the forever twenty seven Cougars. Uh, they've been rebranded, uh, an excellent basketball team that leaves us with an agonizing what if, um, an incomplete, uh, a team that that couldn't shake the demons of the NCAA tournament, a team that had accomplished what many other teams had, which was to beat a highly ranked Gonzaga team. Uh, the one thing that they get in terms of what they accomplished uh, outside of it was they played a pretty hard schedule. They they were awesome in Maui. They had uh, opportunity against a, a really good San Diego State team in the very first game of the year uh, and, uh, and then blew that one. Uh, they should have had that one. But no Yoli Childs. So, I, you know... It's just one of those. It's one of those really interesting, interesting seasons that feels strange, and so the suspension feels strange. The uh, the injuries and the way they worked through those, and and the you know they were the all in Cougs, all in on a season to try to do something special, and then you know it evaporated. They they poured all of their hearts into this year and it evaporated and and there's no way to there's no there's no way to you know I, so you, I don't know 
You don't want to discredit any of the things that they achieved. You can't take anything away from them because they couldn't get a chance to put it on there. I, I'm just reticent to say that this was, a, <laughs> this was definitely a Sweet 16 team, though they could have been, right? Potential was, was certainly there. was certainly na- there. And then, you know, I don't know if you saw this, but ESPN did do a simulation system, and they, they had the Cougs. Through their simulation system, they ended up being the runners-up, the national runners-up. So, you know, just based on randomness and what they had for what they call their BPI, the Basketball Power Index. So I, I think it's a, ah, that's a shame. It, it, the whole thing stinks, but um, honestly, honestly, obviously, I'm on board with and and support the decision to try to keep everyone safe and, uh, you know. Uh, take care of uh, the old gray hairs. I mean, we need somebody to sit <laughs> on the, we need somebody sitting in the West stands for football next year. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess we can play the, what if Cougs, the forever 27 Cougs, I guess they're going to have to be that way because, uh, because we, we owe it to all those folks there in the West stands. <laughs> um, so obviously we do. And I, I think that, uh, yeah. By the way, I just, like, the last one is I've seen people, well, what if they give more eligible? Like, they, these, it's not happening again, guys. They're not coming back. The, the only one of the marquee guys I can even fathom, like, even fathom a little, giving it another go is TJ. <laughs> it just because he's, he's, he's the loyal guy. He's, you know, for the Hazes. Wearing the blue and white, the Cougars playing on the Marriott Center floor. That is that is basketball nirvana. Uh, making a little money is nice, uh, but you know, I have a I have a sense that it all comes back, right? Like if you're if you're TJ Haas and you walk into an investment banking firm, that you're at least going to get the interview, aren't you? <laughs> right? If if you talk to one of these places locally, and you're TJ Haas and you 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 know. You're already top ten. You come back for a fifth year. You have another good year. You take another stab at it. That's sort of like, I mean, yeah. Unlikely. I don't think that they are going to give the waivers there. Um, but anyway, all right. So those are my thoughts on uh, on the 2019-2020 Cougars uh, not being able to see how it all plays out. It turns the legacies of TJ and Yoli into kind of this weird They've got a weird asterisk. Uh, it's uh, if you uh, you know you write the history of the BYU basketball program, you know they're a little bit tougher uh, to evaluate now, and um, and so you know it, it's hard. It's really hard because the conjecture the conjecture wants to be generous, but at the same time, you know. Anyway, all right. So we've covered that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of KookaCast. Um, if uh, you know, if we're we're stuck a little bit, if there's any interest, um, <clears throat> I might try to uh, begin covering some of the older uh, games and sort of doing some podcasts about the history 
of, of BYU basketball or, or even I could even do a little football if you want. Basketball is the one that I re- man, I know I know a lot going going way back. So if there is any interest in hearing about um you know the the older teams and kind of some of the stories around it and all that stuff, I I think uh shoot me a, an email, cougarcast at gmail dot com. Otherwise uh we uh you know might be well. Might be well. But uh, I hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh and uh take care of yourself and uh I love I gotta say the community sacrifice. The sacrifice of the community uh to kind of come together here is is uh and rally around this thing. That's it's been pretty cool. So uh that that continued sacrifice and the lack of frustration with it and, and being cynical with it doesn't help. So there you go. How about a little a little inspiration to finish out the Cougar cast? All right, go Cougars. Who knows when they're gonna be back? The baseball team, all oh, it's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> Somewhere Cosmo the Cougar is sitting sadly. Who is going to watch me dance? Who is going to watch me do flips? Who is going to take the awkward selfie where the eye shines through? Cosmo the Cougar. A sad Cosmo. A caged Cosmo. Boy, you hate to see it. And not in like the, you know, the ironic like internet way. Like you do hate to see a caged Cosmo. You really do. <laughs> All right. Uh, take care of yourself. I'm sorry for some of the incoherentness and the, the rambling, but uh, uh, there it is. All right. Take care of yourself. Go Cougars. We'll see you next time.